Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Hip Bodies Podcast. I want to kick this off by saying I am a little bit tardy. Normally, I have these episodes out on Monday, but I had a sick baby all weekend, and I had to soak up those snuggles. If you know, you know. Like, when my daughter is, she's walking, like, she just started walking, so she's just, like, she's been mobile for a long time. So, like, anytime she is, like, lazy and wants to snuggle, get out of my way. It's going to be me. (laughs) So that's what I was doing. That's why I was late. So here we are. I do have some stuff that I want to talk to you about today. And I feel pretty excited about it. If you're new here and you're wondering what this is, well, Hip Bodies is a workout group. I work out live with you five days a week and we chat. It's like you're coming along for my workout. It's not like a performance. It's not, you know, when you do a home workout video and it just feels like entertainment and like, a performance and they're like trying to be perfect and they're like motivating you and that kind of stuff. Like that's not what I do. What I do is I struggle and <laughs> to a workout that is going to kick my butt and you're going to get your butt kicked at the same time. And like, this is my workout, you know, like you're not, it's not like I'm secretly doing something else. Right. So anyway, that's what it is. And part of that is we chat because you're my workout buddy. Right. So it's recorded live and that's what kind of makes it fun is like, I'm talking about all sorts of stuff. And so the podcast is just really an extension for me to chat a little bit deeper about some different things. And so I've had some stuff on my mind and I actually briefly mentioned it in the workout and I kind of gave you guys a heads up that this is what the podcast topic was kind of going to be at least at the beginning. So we are going to dive in. Okay. Being the best. (laughs) This is such a funny topic that I've been thinking about lately because I I I had this realization because I was watching Kevin struggle with something. So we hosted a little popcorn stand for him. Now, this was like initially his idea, but I really saw it as an opportunity to work on, he struggles with social anxiety, so a little bit to work on his social anxiety, to build some entrepreneurial skills, and just have some work ethic, right? I just, I think all of those things are really good. Well, we created this honey butter popcorn and we did our first popcorn sales day and we had like 20 something bags of popcorn. Okay. I posted in the neighborhood Facebook group. I kind of like gave a heads up the day before. And then on the day of, I posted a reminder. And so we had like a really solid rush at the beginning and he was loving that feeling of success. The I'll call it the high of entrepreneurship when things are going well and it's like, ah, this is awesome. And then things slowed down a little bit and people were driving by without stopping and Kevin started to really feel discouraged and have his feelings hurt. And I just can 100% identify with that feeling. And there was part of me that wanted to protect him from that feeling. And then there was part of me that was like, no, I think this feeling is important to embrace. Like it's, that's a part of entrepreneurship and just a lot of things in general, like feeling a little bit of rejection, right? But it was it was still very hard to like watch, you know, as mom, you want to protect them from that feeling. Uh, ultimately, it took about an hour, but he sold through all of his popcorn. He felt really proud of himself and he wanted to give up. Okay, but but I have to tell you this. So I have a friend who it just like so happened that they had been they had been working on this for a long time. So it truly was like a coincidence. Okay, she has been doing this thing with her son and they're creating they created um honey they they have like a bee they have a what is it called like a beef a beehive 
I feel like they're like a bee farm. I don't know. So they made these bottles of honey and I think they had like 43 bottles of honey at $10 a piece. And her son is just a little bit younger than Kevin. So he's technically, I mean, he's still three. Okay. And he, they printed labels and he stuck the labels on these bottles of honey and they have an amazing community where they live. And sure enough, he sold through 43 bottles of honey. Okay. As a parent, you don't want to do that. I definitely didn't like vocally do that. I'm doing this here with you guys right now. And like, shoot, I might delete this later. <laughs> but, but that feeling of comparisonitis, and it wasn't me comparing Kevin, but it was more so like, oh no, like we didn't do enough. Right. Like that, that's what I was like, I should have I should have done more. Like I didn't. And and I was like watching like her Instagram stories while they were doing their little sale and they were just, business was booming. Everybody wanted the honey, like things were good. And it, and it reminded me like maybe the only reason Kevin experienced that feeling of like rejection and it not going well was because that's a feeling I have in my business. Maybe the type, cause those parents, they're entrepreneurs and I'm like, maybe they don't have that feeling. Maybe they're just killing it all the time. Like from the outside, that's what it looks like, right? And uh, I mean, I doubt it, right? Like I doubt it. I'm sure that they have their own struggles, but like they are, they're definitely like a level above us, you know? And I am telling this story, but like I want you to know, like I love these people and I have no ill feelings. Like it's, it's everything about just like my response to the whole situation and how like I naturally had this like comparisonitis and it made me realize like, I'm not the best. I'm literally, oh, this is so embarrassing to admit, but like this is going to get like therapy style here for a second, but everything I've ever done, I've never been the best at. Okay. Hear me out. So when I was like little, little, I did dance and I, I don't know if I wanted to do dance, if my mom wanted me to do dance or whatever, but I wouldn't practice the routines. I wouldn't know them very well. And I would just kind of be like, in my own little world, like when I watched those like old videos back and I don't even know how old I was. Um, eventually I did gymnastics. I was not the best at gymnastics because I had a lot of fears, like whipping my body around, like mm, that didn't come so naturally to me. I could do stuff as long as my hands were on the ground. I didn't like flipping where my hands or legs, like there wasn't some sort of contact with the ground, like big handsprings. I could do a gazillion of those, but like once we got into back tucks and layouts, I was like, mm, I don't want to do this anymore. So I was not the best at that, which we can kind of go into cheerleading. Same thing as I got older. And then, you know, we get into like, I did bodybuilding when I was an adult and I was never the best at that. I, I got really close. The closest I got was second place, but I never got that first place trophy. And I like went after it over and over and over again, trying to get that first place trophy, but like also not wanting to be vulnerable enough to say that I wanted to win because I didn't have the confidence that I could. It's like I have had a lifetime of evidence that I'm just not the best at anything I do. That's so embarrassing to admit. But I don't want to give my child that same belief system. I want him to know like with hard work, with all that. And like, I mean, the kid is four. Like I don't, I don't need to, (laughs) it doesn't need to be that serious, but it just was this kind of like eye-opening experience. And it, it made me wonder how often have you gone back and like broken down some of the things that you just naturally believe to be true about yourself? Okay. Cause like, here's where it got me is like here, I've been running this business for several years and I, 
I feel like I'm not living up to my potential simply because I don't believe I'm capable of being the best. I don't have the proper work ethic because I don't believe it's kind of for me. Do, do you guys get what I'm saying? Like I see these other people. I run my, I run my business on this website that it's like a platform to kind of host the website. And I see these other people and they are just seeing massive success in a fraction of the time. And I'm like, why, how, like, is it, what is it? And like, when I really go back to think about it, it's like, I think your actions really do align with those like core belief systems. And I never really realized it until I was sitting here and like, just watching this stupid little thing play out and like seeing all of the thoughts I was having that I was, I wasn't verbalizing. Okay. Like, let's be clear. One thing I'm very confident about is like my ability to be a mom and like knowing when to like not speak, right? Like that it's not an okay thing to say, but I still like sit there and reflect and it, you know, it's just like my own little personal therapy session going on in my head. And I don't know what the right thing to believe is, but I would imagine you want to instill the belief that you can be the best. And and the best doesn't mean like, it's like your best, right? It's like your best. But there is that, I, I mean, yeah, there's something about like having that belief that there's always going to be someone better than you. That That's a weird thing. Does, anyone, does everyone have that feeling? Is it just me? Is anyone out there like so confident? Like, I can be the best for sure. I got this. I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not that person. I definitely believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's just like this weird thing that I've been thinking. And even when it comes to this podcast, can you, can I be real with you guys? I'm so embarrassed to talk about it because I, it feels a little too <laughs> not put together. And I'm like, should I be, I don't, I don't like listening to podcasts where I can tell there's so much work put into the content where it just like starts to feel like scripted and too polished. Like, I don't want that. I want real. I want unedited. I want the awkward parts. I want, that's the kind of podcast I like to listen to. So I don't know how I can keep that, but also provide better content. (laughs) I don't know. But with that being said, let's go ahead and move on. So Basically, the to sum that section up, I am not the best, <laughs> and I and I struggle with that, and I am trying to figure out how to be a better parent with those realizations. So, if you made it to this part of the podcast, I do want to just kind of tell you something that I've been thinking about. So, Hip Bodies is the name of this podcast. It's the name of my business, but the truth is, I started my business when I was in such a different place in my life. It was before I became a mom. Fitness was more of this like hardcore thing to me as opposed to something I did to support the rest of my life. And that's where I'm kind of struggling. Like, so the hit body stands for healthy, inspired, and tough. Okay. And I love that. I think it's like, I want people to be all of those things and I like it, but I'm also like, I don't know that it necessarily is reaching the right audience. And that's another thing where I'm like, in order to grow my business and that kind of stuff, I feel like I need to be attracting the right type of people. So I'm just curious if you're a part of Hip Bodies, you know what Hip Bodies is. If you have like better name ideas or like branding ideas, I fully welcome them. I'm in a season where I'm kind of just looking to 
restructure things and get things moving in a direction that I feel excited about and maybe like less weird about advertising because it feels so in alignment with me. Whereas I don't know that I feel that way about the name Hit Bodies currently. Um, and I was actually like using chat GPT to come up with ideas and I hated all of them. It was like metabolic mom, efficient mom fitness. They were mom's metabolic edge, but like that is part of it is like, I want to build a furnace for a metabolism, right? Like that's my goal with my workouts. I want to build a metabolism that's so fast that I can maintain my healthy weight effortlessly, right? which brings me to my next topic. Um, I've been maintaining all summer, which is great because I've honestly been having fun with food. (laughs) Okay. But I'm feeling really motivated. And I feel like part of this is I really want to get the last 15 pounds off because I want to feel confident enough. Like I'm my best self. Like I, like what I do work. So what I teach, what I coach, all of that, like I we I feel like after a year postpartum you really I don't I'm not I'm not saying that any you can use it as an excuse as long as you want you know postpartum is forever blah 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 whatever right but as you know as a trainer as a fitness professional choosing to be in this field come on come on Chelsea let's go uh it's been annoying because I've had to work extremely hard to see progress but that's okay that's okay we gonna step it up okay So the last 15 pounds are coming off. We have 19 weeks left in 2023. I'm like being annoying on social media about it. And like, this is my journey of losing this last 15 pounds. Okay. Um, Which kind of wanted me, I wanted to talk about like weight loss resistance. So obviously with this second baby, I've experienced some weight loss resistance. And so I wanted to share just some things that I think stop people from seeing the progress they want to see if they are trying to lose weight. And I think stress is a big one. Stress does a lot more to your body than you realize. And so like there's a couple ways to combat stress. And so we're just going to kind of talk about it. So like first things first, if you're balancing a lot, you know, motherhood, work, personal life, all that, right? One of my least favorite things, but I'm going to say it, is like asking for help. And that is going to look different because a lot of people are like, okay, ask who? And hey, I'm with you there. Like, who do you ask for help? But basically just trying to create solutions so your day-to-day doesn't feel so effing overwhelming. And that might mean that you're, you make changes that don't quite necessarily feel like, I don't know, the right thing to do. Because I, I just see, and maybe I'll feel differently when I get there, but I see so many parents just running themselves ragged with like their children's schedules, like doing all of the extracurriculars. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't put your kids in any extracurriculars, but like if it's too much, it's okay, I think, to pull back on some of that stuff, right? Like, because what does that mean? Just like more time as a family? I don't know. Is that the worst thing? So figuring out on a day-to-day basis how your life can look a little more doable. And Hey, if you're like Chelsea, uh, you don't think I've done that. Like I'm happy, like brainstorm with a friend. I am happy to brainstorm with you. Like, tell me what your day-to-day life is. I'll tell you what I would try to do if I were in your shoes. So some of the things that I've had to do over here is I am trying to not fall asleep with my children to give me more hours in the day. 
I love getting like obscene amounts of sleep and I talk about that a lot, but I just feel like I need to sacrifice a little bit of that sleep in order to have a relationship with my husband, in order to get some of these extra things done and feel more prepared for the next day and not like every morning is an effing slap in the face. You know what I mean? Um, in addition to that, like I just want to talk about like what stress does to us. It unfortunately increases the not so good hormones like cortisol, which can contribute to weight gain, you know, if you didn't know. Um, it also can cause more insulin resistance and just it can like make insulin shoot through your body a little bit more pump through your body so basically if you don't know what insulin is that is the hormone that your body produces when you eat anything that spikes your blood sugar so just for simple like imagine you eat imagine you drink a vanilla latte or you eat a piece of bread or just anything with carbs that's going to spike your blood sugar and so your pancreas produces insulin which is going to bring that blood sugar back down but if your body is just like constantly producing insulin it's also a fat storage hormone so that is going to cause insulin resistance and weight loss resistance that's what I meant to say sorry I like kind of lost my train of thought there but I feel like I'm trying to say so many things right now it's like my brain is like on overdrive and I'm I hope I'm making sense to you okay um the biggest the biggest thing that I the biggest point I'm trying to make is that stress in general it makes it hard to like figure out when to eat healthy and all that kind of stuff but like literally also what's going on in your body is going to make it more difficult to lose weight and so the combination of all of it is going to make it feel like freaking impossible and then you just start blaming it on age (laughs) right and so some ways to reduce stress and um, specifically to kind of reduce it in your body. Cause like think about like putting stress on your body. You don't want to do that if you're already living a stressful life and your body is already, I don't know, just feeling the stress of all the things and kind of putting your body in that fight or flight response a lot. So number one, prioritize strength training over prioritizing cardio. Cardio is going to be stressful on your body. It's just like you're burning calories and there's no, there's not near as much post-exercise effect uh, benefits. Okay. So when you strength train, it's like you're beating your muscles up. So then your muscles like gobble up all your food all day. And that's going to like help with blood sugar. If you haven't seen my video on that, I'll try to remember to link it in the show notes. I made a little video that kind of explains that on an Instagram reel. And I think it makes like so much sense, but if it doesn't make sense to you, I'm sorry, but it's like very visual. It's like a washcloth situation. So anyway, that's, that's number one. So prioritizing strength training over cardio Number two is going to be getting adequate rest. And so when I say adequate rest, I just mean like having good sleep habits. Like if you're scrolling your freaking phone all night long and like if you wake up in the middle of the night, you immediately get on your phone and then you're like, oh, I can't get back to sleep. And it's like, okay, I wonder why. (laughs) um, If you are not like one of the things that can be really helpful for like getting a better circadian rhythm is like getting outside and seeing sunlight and just getting back in line with like what the earth does, right? So those are different things that you can do to reduce stress. I would also say having something to look forward to. So maybe a vacation or like a little getaway, just like some time off. And if you're one of those people that can get off social media, like I don't like saying get off social media because I want to connect with you on social media. (laughs) But at the same time, like, hello, reduced stress, right? Like I'll still be able to connect with you here on the podcast, like while you go on a walk in nature, right? And 
it's just so much better to not have your phone in your face all the time. And if you work in an industry where you're able to do that, oh my gosh, please take advantage of it for me. Okay. Um, and then obviously eating in a way that's not stressful to your body is going to be a big one. So, and this is hard for people to understand because like, I'm not going to be the one to say there's like clean foods and dirty foods and whatever. Like there's so many people out there that are like, what does clean food really mean? To me, I just think it's like eating in a way that is like your body is good at digesting it. Like it makes you feel good and the meal gives you energy instead of taking it. Okay. Let me give you an example. How do you feel after a Thanksgiving dinner? You feel like sleeping. (laughs) At least if you're anything like me, like I want to pass the F out. But when I eat a meal of like chicken or steak with like sweet potatoes and some veggies, like I feel energized. Like I could go to the trampoline park and like crush it and be a cool mom and like jump on the trampolines with my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I want you to figure out like how to include and it doesn't need to be complicated and that's like what's kind of crazy to go back to and that's I'm going to talk about it next week but I'm going to get back to like eating a little bit more like I did at the beginning of the fitness journey where my meals are just so simple grilled chicken Um, I love putting like a slow cooker chuck roast in and just eating that with some potatoes and vegetables it's such a simple nourishing meal and it's like my body loves it I feel so good when I eat that and it's just so doable I'm like let's be real the kids will the kids should eat it provide some chick-fil-a sauce and your kids should probably eat it where are you okay because I have so many west coasters who listen to this and I feel like chick-fil-a isn't quite as much of a thing on the west coast as it is over here Chick-fil-A sauce makes everything better. It's terrible for you, but like from a parenting perspective, it's like we can get anything in my son's mouth if he dips it in Chick-fil-A sauce. Where do you guys stand on that? Is that a thing or is it just ketchup over there? I mean, we have ketchup too, but Chick-fil-A sauce definitely takes the cake. Okay, let's move on. So what are we doing inside of Hip Bodies this week? Oh, so glad you asked. (coughs) we are doing supersets. So supersets is when you like do basically two exercises paired together and you go back and forth between the two. Pretty simple, like nothing crazy, right? It's like a very small circuit of two exercises, what a superset is. So I'm kind of mixing it up whether I do it for reps, like are we doing 10 of each of something or are we going to do it for time where we go like 45 seconds on, 15 seconds rest. It's like we're mixing it up. But yeah, it's just um, combining a strength move and a cardio move three different combos every workout and it's been so good like just like I'm I feel good doing what we've done this week I'm really liking it but I also I know by Friday I'll be ready to do something new and that's why I love being my own boss and being able to switch it up every week if I feel like it and if you are in hip bodies and you're like I don't want to switch it up well guess what you can go back and do it again like that's the you know what I mean you can do that So I do love recording the live workouts though. The next topic of conversation is a meal I'm loving this week. So I'm trying to think like, what did I have this week that was just like a slam dunk? I I can't remember anything that just got me so excited, but we ended up making the teriyaki again and it's just always so good. So at Costco, they actually sell this Japanese barbecue sauce. And so we've started using that as our teriyaki sauce. It's a little less sweet. So it feels a little lighter. Um, I don't know. It's still not like a super healthy meal, but like when, if you're just eating the grilled chicken and the 
rice, it's it's not terrible. But that's just like every week that when we have teriyaki, we make our Seattle style teriyaki. It it's gonna be a winner. One of my one of the listeners of the podcast actually reached out to me and said that her friend who lives in like New York City is like, I miss Seattle teriyaki. And she's like, that must be it must be really damn good because she lives in New York City where you can get anything, but you still can't get Seattle style teriyaki. So I think I'm going to I think it's time. If any of you are restaurateurs and want to pair up to create a franchise that is true Seattle style teriyaki, because here's the thing. There was a restaurant, um, it's called what is it called? Teriyaki something. It's uh they have it in Montana. Hold on. I, I've emailed them about franchising before and their franchise fees were kind of crazy. Teriyaki Madness, that's what it's called. I still get emails from them all the time about it. But anyway, Teriyaki Madness, they say they're Seattle-style teriyaki, but it's absolutely not because they got rid of the salad. They used to have the salad dressing, and then they got rid of it, and they do sautéed vegetables instead. And what makes Seattle-style teriyaki so good is the salad dressing. You cannot – once you lose that, you're out. You're out. So anyway, if you want to – I know how to make the dressing. I've nailed it. I've, like, kind of taken a recipe and tweaked it. But I can do it. So if you're a restaurateur and you want to like get down with this idea, um, let's do it. We can start like Wilmington is probably a decent place to start. But if you have a better idea, let me know. Because I just feel like North Carolina, we got some good cities in here. We could start with like Wilmington, head over to Raleigh. You know, there's there's and then like over in the mountains in like Asheville area, I feel like it would do well there. And like we could name it Seattle style teriyaki. And then we can find a franchiser over in New York. Like it could be a whole thing. And it would be the best. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? I did skip over something. I did I did skip over something that I wanted to talk to you about. So let me just go back to this whole the best thing. And I wanted to talk about like living up to your potential for a second. So well, one of the things that I've like looked back on is wondering how I like, you know, with my childhood and everything, did, did I live up to my potential? Is there something that my parents could have done differently to get more out of me? So I don't feel like I have any childhood trauma where my parents like pushed me too hard or, you know, anything like that. Like I feel really fortunate for having a really solid childhood, but like part of that is like, what should I have been pushed harder in some aspect of my life? And would that have given me better work ethic? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. So I'm, I am curious if, if you guys have any thoughts on that. I just, yeah, it is so hard when you're kind of reflect, like so much of parenting is reflecting on your own childhood and trying to like do better, even if your parents did a fantastic job. Like nobody is a perfect parent, which is like so hard because you want to be the perfect parent really bad (laughs) but it's like you can't be I don't know it's it's crazy so anyway okay let's get back on track here so I talked about what we're doing inside hip bodies I talked about the food I guess that pretty much leaves us to oh uh wins some workout wins so I did some double workouts last week and that alone is a win. And it's actually, so I did a double workout yesterday and I intend on doing one today. And I'm really going to use that time to work on some twerk outs and some creativity and stuff like that. And I'm going to bring the twerk outs back. I just am waiting till September when I have like really, really solid childcare because we're hiring a nanny. So once I have that, 
then it will be on the books, you guys. I'm very, very excited about it. I don't know that they will be recorded live, though. That's the only tricky part. But it's just, it can be really hard to do it live and still feel good about it. (laughs) At least when I pre-record it, I can edit out all my F-ups. And it's like, if it's going to stay up on YouTube for people to do, I need to bring a good product you know what I mean? I, I think because I've been doing live workouts so long, I have this belief that they have to be recorded live and they really don't you guys, they really don't. So I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna do it live. Okay. Last thing is unpopular opinions. I don't know that this will necessarily be unpopular, but it's kind of, it can be unpopular in the fitness space. So I have seen a fair amount of like coaches or trainers or whatever who really dismiss hormonal imbalances being a thing and you guys it's such a thing like so I remember specifically I remember this guy saying like you just calorie deficit calorie deficit calorie deficit which is cal if you don't know what calorie deficit means it means eating less than you burn right and if you do that you will lose weight and the the tricky part with that is is like the there is a reason that some people do so much better with a low-carb diet and and it's because of hormones. Okay. It's because of hormones. And I'm, I'm sorry that that I believe that to be true. And so really like, Hey, you don't have to agree with me, but I just don't like it when people are so like over the top about like disagreeing with someone and they've never actually maybe experienced it or witnessed it. And I say that because I, I multiple times now, I've been reminded through this like post-second baby fitness journey how much hormones play a huge role. Like I don't know if it's, you know, breastfeeding or whatever, but like my hormones are making, I am so much more insulin resistant than I was before. Like I'm kind of curious to get my A1C checked. I think I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being dramatic. It doesn't, I don't think it's that bad, but I can just tell like how much more my body responds to a low carb diet, which is like the most annoying thing in the world. And I would be so irritated to be like gaslit by somebody who says, no, all it is is calorie deficit. It's like, well, if I have to eat, you know, five or 600 less calories, if I want to include carbs in my diet, why wouldn't I just eat a lower carb diet so that I can eat more food and actually feel satisfied? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, Not to mention like not having those hunger spikes because I don't have the insulin pumping through my body constantly you know Uh, just it just irritates me it irritates me and if you don't know do you guys know what gaslighting means because for a long time I didn't understand it it's basically like you say something that's true and then they basically tell you it's not true and they like try to get you to like question what you believe to be true or like so if like you say x y and z happened and they're like that didn't happen that didn't happen okay it took me so long to like comprehend what that meant because I feel like so many people misuse the term gaslighting. So to me, when a social media coach or influencer or whatever is like out here saying hormones don't impact weight loss, that I feel like they're trying to like gaslight me to believe like that X, you know, whatever, like the evidence that I've seen in my own body is not true. You guys, you know, your body better than anyone. You do. I like, there is not an expert in the world who knows you better than you. Okay. There's, there's some data that they can help you get, but I feel like it's, it should be like a team effort interpreting that data. Um, I just think you should be your own advocate and like really understand what's going on in your body. Don't you? I think so. 
Okay. Well, that is going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Hit Bodies podcast. Don't forget, I am looking for feedback on the name. I'd love your feedback. And I know that today was kind of like a weird therapeutic episode. Uh, It's not always like that. So if that made you feel weird, I'm sorry. You probably didn't make it this far if that made you feel weird. (laughs) But I assure you, I won't be like that. I don't know. Was that depressing? See, look at me. Look at me feeling embarrassed and weird. Okay, I'm gonna let you go. Bye.